everyone, welcome to Heart's Happiness Podcast. The place where I, Manpreet, share my journey of healing intergenerational family trauma to help you to understand your story. I share a bunch of tools and tips that will transform your mental health and allow you to find your own heart's happiness. So exciting, right? Each episode will cover one of three areas. One, raising awareness of what this trauma actually is and how it hides in our lives. Two, tools, tips, support, lots of different things that I've used to get better and heal from this trauma. And three, I'll be connecting you with so many specialists and therapists and coaches as guests on my show. So we are going to transform your mental health and empower you to take your healing by the hands and move forward. Hello guys, welcome back for another episode of Heart Happiness. We have entered November. This year is nearly coming to a close and I have a new theme this month on the podcast where we're exploring cultural programs. So there's a load of voices in your mind that are not your own and this month I want to try to help you to become aware of what is happening in there and whether they're true for you and whether you should let them go and you know just listening more to your own intuition. So today's episode is just me and then the rest of the month we are doing a couple of like red table talk types where we are exploring a cultural program and yeah so it's going to be a really exciting month and if you are interested in this theme and any of the themes in the podcast then you should totally come and join us on the rewrite your story membership which is like an accompaniment if you like to the podcast where we go deeper into the theme and it's just 9.99 a month and uh, we meet twice over zoom in a month i set weekly homeworks so it can really be a very cheap way of um healing more basically and really going in a little bit more and I love it it's one of my favorite parts of my job and obviously I cover it in my one-to-one work and my courses and things like that but this is just a nice easy cheap way in which you can uh, delve a little bit deeper so anyway what we're talking about today is I just want to get you to think about what's in your mind okay so you were born with a very fresh um, brain that was like even a different material to what it is now. And then, you know, you learn from the world around you because you obviously don't know anything, right? Um, So I remember one of my little nephews when he was just like a toddler or when he started going to nursery and, um, you know, he was talking about his friends so dearly and he just kind of was like, oh, she's so beautiful, she's got this hair and um, she has a black face. And it, it just made me just so conscious that, you know, he was so didn't see colour or um, anything. Like none of that had gone into him at that stage because that's what we're like. We don't believe all the stuff. Our, you know, I actually think us adults and, uh, you know, we think we know stuff, but really children are just so magical because they don't see the world through that lens. And that lens comes into us um, from lots of different messages and creates our map of the world. And there's a lot of stuff that's in the map of the world that comes from our childhood trauma, which we talk a lot um, in this podcast. Uh, But also it comes from, you know, the world around us, the society we live in. And I actually think it can be quite toxic and it's actually a traumatised society. So some of those messages we're getting 
are not good ones and they can keep us stuck or they can even keep us in unsafe situations. So a really big example of that is our family cultural programs. Okay, so this is just the ideas that are passed down from the generations before to you. Um, And they're very unique to your own family and your own story. So whenever I speak to clients, I get them to really think about, you know, their background and where they're from. You know, whether it's, um, you know, the UK or America or if, you know, like me, my family's from India. And there's a lot of cultural programs that my family have really tried to hold on to from India. So when I grew up, you know, some of the messages I would get on repeat um, from as soon as I was a little girl, as long as I can remember, was, um, you know, no matter what, family's family and you stick together. You cannot leave a marriage. Um, women do all these things and men don't. Um, men and the men- money and women, um, you know, are the doormat. And you're, as a woman or as a little girl, you're not allowed to choose your own partner. So I do remember just be, even being as young as, like four before my grandma passed away and her telling me that I wasn't allowed to speak to any boys at school. So it's all these little messages that you get from a very young age and they sort of get programmed in and then you live your life like that. So even in your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, your 60s, whatever. So like my mum had been programmed so much with these, you don't leave your marriage and your husband's your husband and all that kind of stuff. So even though her intuition and her gut was telling her to leave her marriage, that it wasn't good for her, she didn't do it because it um, sort of shocked her subconscious mind and triggered her nervous system into fight or flight because it was so um, out of sync with that programming. And I was talking to a client the other day And she was just talking about um, family and, you know, um, culturally um, from my background, like the son is meant to stay with with his parents. And it wasn't a a good situation. It was quite toxic and traumatic for uh, the family. But because of that um, ideal, nobody nobody wanted to leave because that, that message of we can't leave your family, you must stick together. Um, and actually lots of, you know, there was a lot of trauma created by that event. And, you know, even for myself, I have always been so loyal to family and friends. Like I, another thing I believe is like you stay friends with people forever um, and you keep relationships forever. That's something that I got from my family, I think. No matter what. I mean, they had to say these things because my grandma stayed with her alcoholic husband She did not leave him no matter what he did to her. So that is how I learned about loyalty. And then that that meant I held on to relationships that really didn't make me feel good or they didn't make me feel safe because of this cultural programming. So just take a moment and have a little think about what kind of stuff got said on repeat in your household, in your family, not just your parents, but your grandparents and everybody. And, you know, just really review that and how it's come into you and how it makes you live your life, because you can create a new map of the world in every single moment. You do not have to carry on with that viewpoint. You can make your own um, and you can really like support your body as it freaks out. Um, In fact, you will be much happier and healthier for it. And some of them are really difficult because when you go against what your family program is, you get 
a backlash. People don't understand. And that's really hard. There's a lot of grief attached to that. But the thing is, is a lot of these programs that have been coming through to you are not always the healthiest because the people that were telling you this on repeat were not healed themselves and they struggled with trauma as well. So it's just important to just really evaluate what you were being told and whether it's true for you, like journal on it, etc. Or come and join us in the group because we're doing a lot of homework around this. The next thing is about TV, okay? So I was thinking about this um, yesterday when I went on my walk because I, I knew I was going to do this podcast. And I was thinking when I was little, I my dad was very controlling and he didn't let me watch very much TV. He really controlled what I watched. Um, so me and my brother used to sneak on um, Neighbours at like five o'clock UK time. So this is a time when he probably was at work. So he didn't know we were watching it and he would not have liked us um you know, watching it because it showed relationships, it showed people picking their own partners, it showed um, certain ways to dress. And my dad was really controlling. He didn't like the thought of other people getting into my head and to my brother's head, actually. And I was so obsessed with like Kylie Minogue. If anybody watched, he said, uh, watch Neighbours, um, Kylie Minogue. And, uh, you know, in she was called Charlene and her like first love, Scott and I don't even remember what happened and um, Kylie Minogue became a singer at the same time and she had a song out with her love interest in Neighbours and I remember just even being six and uh, watching that and it being this fantasy that I wanted to be Kylie Minogue and I wanted some guy um, and she released a song called Especially For You and it was like this absolute fantasy of like, I want to be like these white people in Australia <laughs> that are like falling in love and the guy saves her and is so lovely. And that's like, so I thought that was like this fantasy world, which is very different to my house where there was domestic abuse and the two couples I live with, my grandparents and my parents didn't love each other. It was all very weird. But I thought, oh, wow, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's normal. So then I, um, through that TV lens and that media that I had growing up, which I was born in the 80s, growing up in the 90s, um, you know, it was very much about girls, you know, obsessing over some guy and wanting to be saved and this damsel in distress. And that really informed me, like it really went into me and I became very obsessed with fantasy and relationships from a really, really young age, um, like a really young age. And that later actually gave me some intimacy problems. Like I actually became quite obsessive with my fantasy ideas. Um, so it was like that little girl just carried on that thing. And that's all from that programming of TV where, you know, they show us this beautiful thing, these attractive people, and you're like, oh gosh, I must look like that. You know, there's a lot of stuff we get from TV. You know, me and my partner have been watching some really old films um, recently. And we are absolutely shocked about like how females are portrayed in films, like how they just like are like nothing. And, you know, it's like they're just about sex and the men are using them. And it's all and I just think, oh, my God, I, that's what I grew up watching. That's what came into my head. That's why I've always had such, you know, low self-esteem because it was just messages being repeated to me. So that's for you to just to 
contemplate, you know, what TV, what did you consume that went into your head that told you about, you know, what color is acceptable, what's normal, what body types are acceptable, like what are men supposed to be like, what are females supposed to be like? Because these things inform us and we think that they are our own truth, but they are not. They're not our own truth. Um, somebody else has put that into, into your mind. And, you know, things like racism and, you know, um, uh, sexism and all these things that we struggle with now and that we're, you know, we're doing things like the gender pay gap and, you know, we're, we've got the Black Lives Matter movement. All of these things become because our culture on repeat has portrayed a certain message. And now we have new movements that are saying, actually, this is the truth. And that is because people have woken up themselves and started listening to their own voices and started to tell you about it. So that's changed culture and changed mindset. But so many people, when they're not woke, awoken to it, you know, just live their lives not even thinking. Like I, you know, my partner now is not... Um, the same background as me, he's white. And I was never attracted to anyone that wasn't from the same background as me because I had been programmed so much to believe that that type of man, this very tall, Asian, the same background as me, so Sikh, the same caste as me, all these things that were important to my family. You know, I'd been so programmed to believe that that was what I wanted, that when I came across a man that came, you know, had all these things that I'd always wanted, that I was told to want, you know, I sort of allowed him to treat me really badly because of all these programmed things that told me that when you get a guy like that, then you're, you've really made, you know, you've really made yourself. And it was through a journey of healing and my own discovery that I realized that color and all those things doesn't matter. It's about the soul and the person. That's what you, that you fall in love with. And you don't have to do these things to please your family and be this good girl. Like you just follow your own heart. But that's like how cultural programs come into your mind. And TV, honestly, it just has such a massive impact on us. And the other thing that has a huge impact on us is media. Like the papers, the way that they shame women, you know, in the UK, we've, I think I've spoken about this on the podcast, you know, um, Caroline Flack was a presenter and she died last year. She took her own life. And I remember historically the papers just always slamming her. And when I speak to my friends, you know, people would just be saying, God, she's so annoying, isn't she? Like, we don't know her, like we don't know her, but that's what the, um, the media had been portraying over her and it had been said so many times that we believed it to be true. The same thing goes for, I mean, British media is particularly bad, but we've had lots of messaging about the difference between Meghan and um, Kate, for example, in the Royals. And again, those messages have been repeated so much. So we find a lot of us are like, I don't know if I trust Meghan. I think there's something not quite right about her. But why do we say that? We don't even know her. It's again, because a message has been repeated so much. You know, unconsciously, we are consuming content all of the time. We don't even know what it is. And we believe those things to be true. And media has been, you know, sort of is everywhere. It's like when you get on the train, it's when you get on the bus, it's like uh, when you turn the TV on, when you watch an advert, you know, what 
when I was young, there was only adverts with white people in it. There was only TV programs with white people. So I thought there was something wrong with my skin and I needed to be lighter, you know, and that's the thing, like the representation as well. You're taking in all that information. So really starting to like be conscious of your mindset, be curious about what's coming into your mind and whether it's yours or not and why you believe that, you know, really just, um, like looking at that perception, because like I said, you can always change the way you perceive things and your map of the world. I know I am, you know, like I said, like fundamentally, my family brought me up to be racist to anyone that wasn't my kind. And that was because they were trying to be protective of me because they didn't trust other people because of their own experiences. But that didn't make me a person that I was incredibly proud of, you know. And um, and that is because of all that sort of unconscious programming. And, you know, and I have worked at the BBC before and, um, well, I still am just finishing my work there. And, you know, we talk a lot about unconscious bias, but I see it all the time, even in the workplace environment. And people get very defensive about their unconscious bias. Or when I say, you know, that could be perceived as racist because, you know, we think, oh my God, someone's saying I'm a really bad person. It's just like, no, that mindset, that thought pattern is, you know, could be perceived as racist, you know, because they have been programmed a certain way, depending on whatever their back backgrounds are. So they don't even realize that they're distorting an image of looking at someone because of their color. And I don't like, I, we all have it. We're all programmed. That's how us human beings are. Thankfully, animals are not like that. <clears throat> but the thing is, is that we get to take responsibility for who we are and our own thoughts and what we think and what we believe. Like, we don't have to just unconsciously go through life just batting it away, you know. And the other thing is we have to remember there's a massive, you know, capitalist culture that I certainly grew up with that has media campaigns all the time that target me for not feeling good enough, right? So, um, oh, buy this outfit and then you'll feel good. Oh, if you're in this fashion statement, then you'll feel great. If you buy this skin cream as you're getting near 40, then you're going to feel better. Or if you buy these vitamins, you're going to feel really good. Or if you do this diet, like it's constant. It's constant. We are being targeted all of the time. And then when you are just, it's almost like you're asleep and you just buy stuff. But is it what you really want? Is Does it actually help and support you? That's the thing. That's what we're just being targeted by content all of the time. I say that once you're listening to my podcast. But what I'm trying to do by saying this to you is just make you aware of the cultural programs out there. So our capitalist society has been selling alcohol to us from a very young age and a drink culture, especially here in the UK. <clears throat> it also sells a diet culture. So women must be skin, skinny, men must be muscly, and then selling you a load of products for that. So there's just a lot of stuff. So there's a lot of voices in your head that are not actually yours. And it's really just becoming so aware of that and deciding what would be a belief that you would prefer or is that that's better for you. And then almost repeating that belief so it becomes your new normal. The other thing is thinking about history and the impact that's had on our society and our culture and how that impacts us. You know, um, there's a lot of bad things that have happened that people just 
are, you know, obviously everybody today didn't do what happened in the past, like slavery and, you know, um, <laughs> political things, etc. But they are part of our history and they are messages that get repeated, you know, and we just need to be really aware of that because it does make people feel like they are different, that they are the other. And othering is defined as a, a phenomenon in which some individuals or groups are defined as and labelled as not fitting in with the norms of the social group. So that is disabled. That is, um, you know, LGBTQ+. plus. That is trans. That is, um, you know, uh, people of colour. That is women. That is um, people that live their lives in a different way. You know, like society just finds that all a bit, okay, well, we don't like that. That makes us feel really uncomfortable. People that don't drink or people that are vegetarian, there was a point where, whereas that's like a lot more acceptable now. But that kind of othering makes people feel less than, and it can happen in childhood even, and by their families, by society, in their workplace. And that just makes them feel less than because that we all want to belong. That's part of being human. We want to be part of a tribe. So that when we feel like we don't, you know, it scares us. It makes us feel unsafe. So what we try to do is push away our differences and what makes us unique and try to be who everybody else wants us to be. And that can be, again, very, very toxic for us. So it's just becoming aware of that and your story and how it's impacting you and how it makes you feel and if it's real for you. And going out and finding your own tribe, the people that accept and love you for who you truly are. And sometimes that's not our family. That's not the people we grew up with. That is another family that you create. You know, and I think that's the thing is about, you know, discovering who we truly are and then finding the people that support us in that version of us um and that when you start to do that it's just so incredibly healing but you kind of have to sh shed these layers of nonsense that we have been told that's not actually you know true for us so that's really just what I wanted to talk about just to kind of um introduce you to the theme of the month and just get you to do some thinking like spend some time with your journal and just have a little think about you know like what's been going into me that's not true that makes me feel bad about myself that makes me uncomfortable what situations have I accepted as oh this is what we do it's family have actually made me feel really unsafe have traumatized me because I was following this rule to be a good girl or a good boy you don't have to follow rules obviously you should follow I don't know the law and not kill people of course but you know I just mean we don't have to follow the social rules like I am in the process of giving up my job at the BBC and um, transitioning into my business for full time and I'm not joking I am absolutely terrified because every single um, message I have got from growing up is that I was supposed to move up this career ladder and be this, you know, big manager at this big company and get paid loads of money and all these things. And I'm going against that. I am, you know, I'm very early stages of developing this passion of mine. And, you know, whereas I have been in my career for like ages, because <laughs> I'm, I don't know, nearly 20, it feels like nearly 20 years. 
And, you know, it's really scary for me because it's going against what I was taught. It's going against that cultural programming. It's going against society. It's going against the capitalist um, culture. It's going against all of those things. And I, you know, every now and again, I'm having a little panic, like, what the hell am I doing? I'm following my own guidance, my own intuition, but this is all going to go to shit. And it's not because I'm. it's going to be fine. But like, it's just because I, I'm very conscious of that programming of those voices in my head that are not mine. I did not put them in there. But that is like this collective belief that's gone into my head, especially from being, you know, the daughter of like immigrants who will just, I think of my dad. And if he knew that I was giving up a really good job that's well paid to follow my passion, he would absolutely think I'm nuts. Um, because that's not anything that he ever did. But bless him, he was so unhappy in his jobs. He never enjoyed them. He was such a like a spiritual, creative person. I bet you he would have loved to do something that would have explored that. But he never followed his heart. And he pushed himself to do jobs he didn't like. And that made him really depressed because he felt that he had to to earn money and provide for his family, which he really resented. And why wouldn't you? You know, for all of you listening that are doing this job that that doesn't make them happy, that are earning this money, you know, buying these houses, buying next properties or, you know, like all these things. But they but you feel so sad on the inside. That is your soul screaming out to you to be like, this isn't working for us. We are supposed to be healthier than this. This is not good. And that's what had got to got to me. You know, it wasn't I'm very fortunate in my corporate career, like. It hasn't been like massively stressful or anything, but like my soul, I I was getting unwell because it was just like, you cannot carry on doing both. And I know society tells you that, you know, that's what you need to do. Like, you know, like I want to become a a mom and there's a lot of other dreams I have, but I just couldn't carry on with that because I had to listen to my own voice and ignore that programming that I had been given, which is really, really hard. And it's really scary. (laughs) So you know, I understand that letting go of some of these beliefs may be a process, but I just wanted to make you super aware that they are there. So anyway, that is what I wanted to cover today. And if you want to explore it some more, come and join us at the Rewrite Your Story. If you join at any point during uh, November, you will get the masterclasses and the Q&A so I let people have all the content for the month even if they join like two weeks later it's absolutely fine so come and join us and we're having these conversations it's fabulous um and that was all I wanted to say have a lovely week and next week we will be having a fabulous episode which is like a red table talk on being man enough it's so great I can't wait for you to hear it take care have a fabulous week and there we have it guys an episode completed i hope you enjoyed it and it raised a load of awareness in your mind there was alarm bells going you were all like ding that's totally me because that's what i was like when i started this journey and that is the start of the process finding out this information and realizing it has happened in your own life so i really hope it was helpful and before the next episode coming out next wednesday be sure to check us out on Instagram. So it's hearts underscore underscore happiness. Also, we have a YouTube channel where I share the videos I create for Instagram on. So you can check that out. They come on about once a week. 
And then we also have a Facebook group if you want to join to carry on the conversation. I want to create a community where we're all talking about our very real experiences and traumas. And then there is also my website called heartshappiness.co.uk, which you can check out to join our mailing list so that as I create new services and support tools for you all, you're the first to find out. And I have a freebie on there, so definitely check that out. It's five books that transformed my healing. So if you really want to kickstart and you know your life and the content in here, these books are like the basis of so much of my knowledge. So definitely check that out. And I will speak to you next week. I'm so excited to continue this journey with you to help you to find your own heart's happiness. Take care.